You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 3. Our theme is Mental Health and Me. Welcome back to This Hong Kong Life, and October 10th was World Mental Health Day. So this whole week, we are highlighting different young people and their stories around mental health. And in particular, we have two guests today, and they've been doing a lot of really cool projects in their school highlighting mental health. So we wanted to invite them to share what they've been up to. Nyasa and Haining, welcome to the show. Hi. Before we start, just one question for you both. How did Hong Kong become your home? Maybe we can start with you, Haining. So originally, I'm from Malaysia and Singapore, but I moved here when I was three years old. So essentially, I was raised in Hong Kong. That's cool. And how about you, Nyasa? Um, my family's from India and we used to live there and then we moved to London and then my dad got a job here and we've been living here for the last 14 years. Cool. So I guess Hong Kong really is home for you then, for you both. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do in Hong Kong? I personally love going to coffee shops and exploring around. So I do photography in my free time. I specialize in event photography and portrait photography, but um, I also really like doing creative and surrealist stuff. So I think Hong Kong has a lot of cool like backdrops and landscapes to do that. Uh, photography, you're absolutely right. Um, how about you, Nyasa? What do you like doing in Hong Kong? Um, I love eating. I really like to eat. So visiting new restaurants in Hong Kong is like always something I love to do with my friends. And so did you know each other uh, before? Uh, how long have you known each other? Um, I actually joined my school around two years ago now. So that's when I first met Hainang. We actually were on the same floor, rooming in boarding school at that time. So we got to know each other pretty well then. Boarding school was not in Hong Kong at that time? No, it was in Hangzhou because there was no COVID then. Um, so <laughs> so uh, you could travel? Yeah, so we could travel. It was a really good experience and we got to know each other like pretty well then. That's cool. And how about you, Haining? What was your first impression of Nyasa? I think it was pretty cool. Like it was a good way for her to be introduced into our school community. So I've been at Chinese International School since year seven. And um, I thought, like, to give some context, our school has a one-year boarding experience program in Hangzhou, China. So I think it was a great way for Niasa to really get to know people the moment she joined, which is through living with them. Yeah, no, for sure. But, you know, I, th I think studying there, your main goal was to learn Chinese, right? Not actually. I think one of the major goals, while Chinese immersion was a major part, um, I think it was very focused on personal development as like students and people in general so we had a lot of experience trips that were uh, focused and around sort of getting to know each other and communication skills as well as having a lot of um, interdisciplinary projects that sort of built our cultural understanding and sort of exploration projects as well yeah well, it sounds like it's a full immersion experience but at least did you pick up any Chinese? Honey, did you pick up any Chinese at all? Um, I personally speak Mandarin at home. Okay, then. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it, was, it was better because there's more opportunities for Mandarin speaking outside. Right, yeah, makes sense. So now that you're both back in Hong Kong, I think one of the reasons why we wanted to invite you on the show was uh, to share about this project that you're doing. Can you share a little bit more about what you're doing in honor of World Mental Health Day? Maybe we'll start with you, Honey. 
So um, Nyasa and I started our mental health organization in our school, and it's called Peace of Mind, short form POM. And our goal is to essentially just build the conversation around mental health and have a platform for our peers and members of our community to share their experiences regarding mental health, well-being, or anything in that field. So for World Mental Health Week, we actually planned a series of activities and events in our school celebrating this. And I think Niasa can expand on what those are. Um, so we had a few major ones, which were having guest speakers come in to sort of build that connection with the student body for mental health. And we also had a quote art wall, which is currently underway. Um, so people can come up to specific bulletin boards in the school and they can paste quotes, drawings, any form of creative expression to sort of promote uh, creativity and mental health. Um, we're also working on a couple of video projects, like a kindness video. This year's theme for Mental Health Week was kindness. Um, in another organization, we really liked that and we wanted to pick up on that. So we made, we're planning to compile a short video of students, teachers, faculty, parents, anyone, uh, to explain their experiences with kindness, like what it means to them, how other people have helped them. And we're also working to make a video in the style of Jubilee, um, Spectrum from Jubilee. And in the video, we'll have students from all different age groups come and explain their perspectives on certain statements regarding mental health. Yeah, you know, the thing that I love about what you guys are doing is that this is all student-led and it's, um, it's, it's your baby, it's your project. What's your motivation behind, you know, kickstarting something like this and wanting to do something around mental health? Uh, perhaps we can start with you, honey. So personally, Nyasa and I actually thought of these ideas on our own and eventually got connected through one of our counselors. So how I first thought of this idea to specifically implement this into CIS was I attended the Hong Kong Positive Schools Network Symposium, where it was um, a lot of counselors and members of the positive education community coming together. And there were lots of students from different schools and representing their respective mental health organizations. So we had a really collaborative and constructive conversation on what mental health improvement and well-being looks like in each of our schools. So what each um, administration would do to encourage this well-being in each school. So after listening to all the other schools in Hong Kong and their perspectives on this, I was really inspired to do this in our own school, which I found that there was a gap in any sort of student-led organization discussing mental health. It was usually led by counselors, and although that is really like it's great and it's genuine, I feel like um, having the extra perspective of students would be even more beneficial. Hmm. So for you, Nyasa, as a student, you know what made you want to start something like this um, in your own school community? Um, I think as Heining mentioned, there was a gap in our community where I didn't realize that we never had a platform to talk about mental health or a student group that promotes mental health from our perspectives. And I really wanted to be a part of that change because I think it's super important that as the world progresses as well and we become more aware of mental health and mental well-being, um, I think it's super important that we can bring that change to our school as well and being at the forefront of that, um, sort of seeing other people's experiences as well as sort of understanding myself a bit more. Um, it gave me a lot of passion to be working on a project like this to develop empathy and compassion for other people. Mm, I really like what you say about, you know, developing empathy and compassion for others. Um, do you think this is something that is learned? 
you know, by students, or do you think that this is something that you know we naturally have, or young people in general already have? Um, that's a really interesting question, actually, because in my opinion, you can't be taught empathy and compassion. You can't be. It's not inherent either. It's it's something that you pick up from your own experiences and exposures. So students might experience different things and therefore take different things away from it. And from those experiences, people will slowly learn the importance of empathy and compassion. Small words from other people that brighten up their day, or something that someone else did for them that made a super big difference in their life, even though they never realized it. And sort of hearing about those experiences is so meaningful. And、um, yeah, I guess that's. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. See you next time. Common room with Alison Howe. Common room with Alison Howe.